Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Welcome to Prognosis. I'm Laura Carlson. It's day 235 since coronavirus was declared a global pandemic. Today's main story, the results of the U.S. presidential election, in which coronavirus played a crucial role, are not yet clear. But it's not the only unanswered question the country is staring down. Many are wondering how to make decisions about whether and how to see family and friends this holiday season. For that, at least, we have some answers. But first, here's what happened in virus news today. Boris Johnson is pushing fresh coronavirus lockdown rules through the UK Parliament, facing down rebels in his own Conservative Party. The country will close pubs, gyms, and non-essential shops in England and restrict social contact between households. The Prime Minister announced the month-long measures on Saturday after data showed that the pandemic's spread exceeds worst-case projections. Denmark has found a new strain of COVID-19 in the country's mink population. An outbreak among the animals led to a mutation of the virus. That might hamper efforts to develop a vaccine. Prime Minister Mette Frederiksen said today that the discovery means the effect of a future vaccine could be weakened or undermined. Finally, one of the first states to receive rapid, low-cost coronavirus tests from the U.S. government is cautioning not to use them on asymptomatic people. The Louisiana Department of Health said last week antigen tests like one from Abbott Laboratories can incorrectly return positive results in patients who don't show symptoms. The recommendations highlight issues with tests like Abbott's $5 Binax Now. The Department of Health and Human Services is spending $750 million on the tests, which were used in the White House. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So, there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. 
And now for today's main story. The holidays will not be business as usual this year. Instead of simply figuring out what to cook for Thanksgiving dinner, we have to consider things like who we can invite to dinner safely, or whether we should even be hosting a meal at all. So, reporter Kristen V. Brown has been collecting your questions around social distancing etiquette and the holiday season to run by an expert. Here she is with more. Like many people, I find the two-month stretch between Halloween and New Year's Eve pretty stressful. Every year, there is the question of where to spend Thanksgiving and what to get my impossible-to-shop-for mother for Christmas. But this year, things are especially complicated. I live in Brooklyn, New York. My 90-year-old grandmother, my mother, and the rest of my family lives in California. And separating us is a long plane ride. I've been concerned that flying across the country this holiday season might contribute to a surge in cases as travel spikes. I feel forced to choose between making my family happy and doing what seems in the best interest of public health. That is a lot of pressure added to the holiday season. Our listeners had questions too, and we turned them over to Bertha Hidalgo. She's an epidemiologist at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Bertha says she has already been fielding lots of these sorts of questions from people. Then ideally you would all want to, everyone who's going to be involved in this Thanksgiving or other holiday celebration, you would all want to quarantine for 14 days, see each other for the gathering, and then people can go back to whatever it was that they were doing once they're no longer together. But A lot of people are back to work, kids are in school in some places, and so that quarantine in advance for 14 days is often really hard to achieve. She says other variables, like whether you're traveling by car or plane, can further complicate this. Families that I know are opting simply not to get together for Thanksgiving this year because there's just too much to try and align between the people that they want to see and gather with. But opting out of the holiday season altogether is unrealistic for many people. Everyone has different, complicated holiday situations, and Bertha did have some advice on what can make these gatherings safer. It's worth noting that the CDC and many local governments have also issued their own guidelines for celebrating this time of year, including limiting the amount of time you spend together indoors. Our first listener has a really good question. She wonders whether big family dinners are safe if everyone gets a COVID test beforehand. Say you've got a a family of eight and they're in different states and they are driving, um, not flying, to to meet up for the holidays and they each get a test. Should they feel a, a sense of security in that or is that false sense of security actually posing additional risk? Um, so so basically, the point of my question is, what can we actually learn and derive from our tests as family members um, coming from out of town and, and convening together in indoor spaces? Unfortunately, the answer to a lot of these is it depends because <laughs> testing gets a little bit tricky. So I would say that testing for holiday gatherings is still very much um, not something that I would recommend 
I would prefer to have people quarantine in advance, especially if where everyone is headed is within driving distance. And so I think there's just enough variability that I would not rely on testing yet. A big question is how we should all be behaving in the lead up to gathering with family and friends. One listener wonders how she can most safely prepare to host her elderly parents. Live driving distance away and they have a separate place to stay here. My question is, should I keep my two young kids, ages two and four, in preschool during this time? Or would it be safer to pull them out from preschool for two weeks prior to their visit? Um, We live in a place where it will likely be too cold to do Thanksgiving dinner outside. I would say that I'm sort of in the take zero to minimal risks camp when it comes to conversations about older individuals whom we know to be more susceptible to COVID-19, especially adverse effects of COVID-19, or individuals who are classified as vulnerable individuals um, for a number of reasons, comorbidities, etc. And so I would say that I would personally, yes, pull the kids if that is possible and feasible for the 14 days prior to this gathering. Another listener is a grandmother herself with health conditions that make her more vulnerable to the virus. She says visiting her family seems riskier now that her grandkids are back in school. I'm curious to find out what to do if I'm a 70-year-old grandmother with a chronically low white blood count who wants to see her family of children who have gone back to school. So can I travel and visit them during the holidays? When they were in the bubble, it didn't seem quite so scary. What, what really matters, I think, is what's happening with the family that you are going to see and and what's going to happen when you see that family. So is that family going to quarantine in advance so that when you arrive, they will have quarantine for 14 days and there's no, you know, zero to minimal risk that they have been exposed to COVID-19 during that time? And if it's a short trip where you're just traveling 30 minutes and you're going to get to their house and you still don't know definitively that they have not had any exposures, then one safe way to do it would be to celebrate outdoors or have an outdoor visit where you're still distanced, you're masked, especially if you go indoors, like to use the bathroom or things like that. Um, I know in some places with the weather as cold as it's getting and and maybe even snow, that outdoors celebrations are going to be harder. In that situation, it gets um, a little tricky and difficult to say exactly what you should do because ventilation in some places is really hard to change in terms of, you know, being able to open windows or add doors. And so I think that it will just depend on where it is that you're going and how it is that you're going to get there. School really seems to be a big, complicating factor for the holidays. Yet another caller wonders what to do about her college-aged kids. My question is, I have two uh, students who go to two different colleges, and I'm worried about bringing them home for Thanksgiving and winter break. And I don't know the correct protocol, um, how to handle that. So I was wondering if I could get some advice on that. What we have been recommending is that if possible, that you try and minimize as much 
personal contact, close contact with the college kids uh, upon arrival as possible. That would mean that you know, if they have to stay in your house, that there's some way that they can isolate within your house, that you're increasing ventilation in your house. Um, you can also get them tested, uh, I would say two to four days after arrival in case there was any exposure during their travel. And um, then continue to adhere to that 14-day quarantine if, if possible as well. For me, the bigger question hasn't just been what to do about the holidays, but how long I can go without seeing my family. I saw my grandmother last February, just a few weeks before lockdowns began. If all of this goes on for another year, do I go that long without seeing them? Or is there a time to do it that might be safer than Christmas? Bertha says she has been wrestling with the same thing. I completely empathize because my parents and sisters live in Los Angeles as well and are in California generally and I'm in Alabama so I have had this conversation with my husband for months now. It is a long flight. Wear a um, protective mask and also protective eyewear if possible, a KN95, if you're able to get your hands on one, um, try to minimize removal of the mask during your time, both on the plane and elsewhere, and wash your hands when you're in the airport and upon arrival. Some research has shown that transmission on the actual airplane isn't all that bad, especially if people are wearing masks. But a plane ride has many other potential points of exposure. So if you do fly, Bertha says it's probably better to not stay with your family and to see them outside if you can. I think it just gets really tricky. I would say that, unfortunately, I think a lot of people are going to still try and travel. And so I would maybe wait and pick a month where travel is less likely to be busy. So there you have it. If your family is gathering this Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, or Christmas, there are ways to make it safer. But the safest thing, as always, is just staying home. Plus, then no one has to worry about burning the turkey. That was Kristen V. Brown. And that's it for our show today. For coverage of the outbreak from 120 bureaus around the world, visit Bloomberg.com coronavirus. And if you like the show, please leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's the best way to help more listeners find our global reporting. The Prognosis Daily Edition is produced by Topher Forges, Jordan Gaspure, Magnus Henriksen, and me, Laura Carlson. Today's main story was reported by Kristen V. Brown. Original music by Leo Sidrin. Our editors are Rick Schein and Francesca Levy. Francesca Levy is Bloomberg's head of podcasts. Thanks for listening.
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.